0: Hello, I'm Scott Sosna.
1: I'm Evan noby Williams, and I'm Michael Barn. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Let's start with extension talk. Take it away.
2: NCAA President Mark Emmert, uh, three-year extension uh, through 2023. Now, um, you know, it's we, we talk about you know a lot of these leaders like Roger Goodell, another good example, who I think casual fans think, man, that person's doing a terrible job. But when it comes to contract extensions, they get the contract extension, and that's because for the people who they report to, for for Roger Goodell, it's owners, for Mark Emmert, it's board of governors and university presidents. Uh, they're doing a good job protecting. But on the, the business scale, interest.
0: on the agenda scale, isn't the next three years going to be very like, increasing levels of surus agita, However you want to critical, right? Yeah. And, so and, and why? Did, why? Just, the, is it the money? Is it he loves it? Like now would be a really good time to say, you know, I've taken it to a certain plateau. Perhaps somebody else should assume control of the NCAA. Yeah, I
2: mean, if Mark wants to keep having the job, I mean, I, I can understand him wanting to stay in. He's getting paid a little over yeah. two million dollars a year. Um, but yeah, if you're, you know, the Board of Governors at the NCAA, uh, look at the last couple. Of, I mean, just the, the sheer the weight of lawsuits that are that are coming down from any trust concerns to an FBI, an ongoing FBI investigation into middlemen and schools that are cheating NCAA rules. Uh, There was that report earlier this year that a whistleblower had gone to Mark Emmert and his office about Larry Nassar a number of years ago. There is a whole host of possibilities. Evan seems Uh, so negative on this. I
1: I, (laughs) I, I sense that tone coming through. I'll be honest,
2: I'm a little surprised about it. You mentioned revenue, obviously going up. The NCAA has one revenue stream. It's the Turner-CBS March Madness contract. Um, So he's not... Mark, Mark Emmert is not driving... That that deal was negotiated a couple of years ago. There are you know there are riders within it, so every year it gets a little higher. He's not driving huge new revenue streams. It's going up whether he's at the helm or he's not because it's a single stream and it's a. Do they need to come already, up with. Every, everybody signed. else
0: wants to diversify the revenue streams. Does the NCA? I mean, obviously. I mean, the problem be, they, they have is that, is so that they, they
2: gave away. College football postseason so long ago, right? So the college football playoff, they're not in all those bowl games. They're not in. They operate the the FCS, so the Division One, AA game. But that's not a huge yeah, commercial that's not property. A lot of money there, yeah, they just don't have the, the the big money maker in college sports is college football, and the NCAA essentially gave away the rights to the most important games.
1: We got to talk about Lance Armstrong, Love who's it. investing in Uber big time.
0: Well, it says it saved his family. Yeah, uh, he, as he part said of that this in an interview investment last in week. Fund. It looks out from the from the best the back of napkin calculations that we can come up with here at Bloomberg. Look like Lance, what about twenty million dollars? Twenty to thirty 20 million. Twenty to thirty million. Yeah. Based so on this is financial investment in a fund that contained Uber. Obviously, a while ago, he it's like getting in on Amazon early. Right. Well, you know, Lance had some financial problems after all of the ugliness that surrounded just Lance. a little. But it's nice to know that you're backed up by an early investment in Uber.
2: Yeah. This is back in two thousand nine. So you know, way before he appeared on Oprah and and admitted that. You know the, the the cycling career that led to seven yellow jerseys uh, was a uh, was Sham. a fraud. Um, but yeah, he he and his friend Chris Saka, you know, who's a pretty famous investment, was early in Google, I believe. Um, yeah, he put together a fund. Lance got in on it, gave him a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred thousand investment. Uh, that fund was early in Uber. It was early wow. in DocuSign. And yeah, according to to our colleagues here at Bloomberg, that's an investment that's now worth you know between twenty and thirty million dollars. And for Lance, that's a lot of money. Scott mentioned he said it saved his family. You know, between all the lost sponsorships, the lawsuits, uh, Lance settled the, the most recent one for a lot less than people were expecting. Um, but if that lawsuit, you know, with the federal government had had gone a different way, there's a chance that Lance could have been in some some real financial distress. Um, having an, an early investment in a, in a massive company, and if Uber goes public, look out. You know that that's going to be Concentral worth filing. even yeah. more. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Let me tell you. I mean, we pitch no products here. We are paid for nothing. That's fine. We're not paid spokespeople. Have you ever used DocuSign?
1: I have not. Oh,
0: I years sorry, and years ago, I, I I bought and sold a property in Las Vegas, I mean many, many moons ago. Never went to Vegas, never stepped foot in the place. Sold it without ever going. Everything via DocuSign. Here's my initial click 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 click. Down the page goes done. Wonderful. So if you ever have to buy a house or anything, let me tell you. It's
1: great. I have one word for you, young man. Yeah. Plastics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going, Barr. Keep yeah, it going, Keep Bar. it moving. Keep it moving.
0: ESPN. Now for old man Barr, maybe maybe Barr can get to the sixth inning of a baseball game now. <laughs> after his oval team will take the blanket oh, off his lap at, at about transition. nine.
1: <laughs> My you. cracky, you young people. The ESPN, and I, I agree with this. They're going to move up the time to uh, Major League Baseball Sunday games starting See, now at such, 7 o'clock. You're such an East Coast. Oh, and I agree with this. I do. If
0: you lived in L.A., and you're at the office at four o'clock.
1: Would you agree with this? This is not about the fans. This is about the teams. What do you mean it's about the teams? The, the, one of the major reasons why they're doing this is because the the teams got sick of like you know having to fly into another town in in the dawn or whatever because insane? they're playing late night. Are-
0: Evan, you're gonna chime in, but are you insane? You think they're li- these the, the Am teams, I insane the own- in the, the, the membrane? The is what yeah, you're yeah. trying to the, say? You go to music. <laughs> uh, Who's who saying that? Insane in the membrane. In the membrane. Uh, oh, but anyway, oh. you, but come on, this is about a maximizing of viewers with that twist. You're at your marquee games and you're losing a whole generation of kids who shut this off. There's a calculation going on in Major League Baseball. We've got to get younger. You see it with the Facebook deal, digital, digital, digital. How do we cultivate a new generation of fans and put in the eighth and ninth inning of our best games or premier games, Yankees, Red Sox, on at one in the morning when these kids have to be in school on Monday? And I'm like, these kids, we're talking 19, 18. So they're just not staying up for baseball. You want them to see the best part of the game, which is the eighth and ninth. If right now you're sacrificing... A little bit of audience on the on the West Coast early we know that people tend to stay with games as they go later but they've seen the drop-off in the younger demo that's what this is about cultivating those kids to stay to become and stay baseball fans when everything is migrating to the iPad to the iPhone that's how people are watching
2: yeah you hear so much you know for years you know complaining about Baseball and and all sporting events that that start too late on the East Coast, kids not being able to stay up, and the answer has always been it's 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 set at the time that it starts because maximize viewers it va- maximizes viewers and therefore maximizes dollars. Uh, to me, seeing this get moved means that there is now a shift that that it may start to become more lucrative for a sport like baseball and a TV network like ESPN to maybe start some things in, in the 4 o'clock hour on the West Coast just because, as Scott said, the the value that younger fans bring, uh, I think a lot of leagues in baseball in particular are starting to recognize that, hey, we need that a lot. And those people can, by
0: the way, with the out-of-home viewing, one, you can measure it, and two, people on their office computer, on their phone, on their like what we said, they'll find a way. If it's their team, if it's something they really want to see for that hour, hour and a half they would have missed, They'll find a way to watch it,
2: hmm. and this is the this is the premier baseball game, national baseball game of the week. Of right? the week. It is, uh, yeah, it's consistently it's, it's, two of the top pitchers in the in the league going head to head. It's the Monday night football essentially for baseball.
1: Yeah, but let's, it's let's, the Monday it's night football, yeah, it except is. it's Sunday night in baseball. Sunday night, but we got it. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Uh, here I am, Mr. Devil. Old man advocate. bar, the old man bar coming through. Uh, yes, I get it. You want the younger audience, but you know which program also. That airs at seven o'clock on a Sunday is yes, and I wonder what kind of clash you're gonna have with sixty. What's minutes. What's the
0: average age of the sixty
1: minutes viewer, Mister Barr? My over age? under you? <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, I'm putting the barometer at you. Baseball. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be harsh here because they. They do care, but they don't care. Baseball doesn't care. They've got to cultivate those young. Did you get by the way the? Did you? Okay, I got it. I didn't know if you even know where i was going, but they don't care. They have got to find a way. You see these numbers with baseball. They skew old. They have got to find a way. And sports betting is going to help. But they've got to find a way to make younger people want to watch this game.
2: Again, this is a very calculated decision they have taken in all the different factors they understand what 60 minutes might mean for for their viewership and they now believe which they didn't clearly a couple years ago starting at 7 a.m on the 7 p.m on the east coast is the way to do this
0: can we pay homage to like steve croft and gang and like let's go out instead of the normal clothes can we go out they i'm ebben novi williams i'm like like the end of 60
1: minutes do you ever wonder why scott sasha okay (laughs) no you you saw you, you know who i'm doing yes all right Okay, you want to do that? Go ahead. All right. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scott Soschnick.
2: I don't know what we're doing.
0: Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, oh, I
1: genuinely don't know what we're doing. Oh, my man, like, I'm going yes. back to the script. I mean, oh, this man. is the Bloomberg oh, Business of Sports podcast, and a memorable <laughs> so, one I'm, at I'm that. Supposed to
2: speak like a 60 Michael minutes bar <laughs> along with Scott
1: Soschnik and heaven Novi Williams. Ooh, two of us are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I don't know where the heck Novi Williams
0: is exploring the world of money and sports. <laughs> Join us
2: again at the end of the week when we'll be speaking with uh, Super. Super Agent Lee Steinberg. <laughs> oh,
1: God. You're listening oh. to the Bloomberg Business I want to feel oh. on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online, where you can get our podcast.